You're on Energy Groove Radio. This is the Music Weekly. My name's Brad. Now, Annika Ostendorf, a.k.a. Hatchiku, has released her debut LP, which is called I'll Probably Be Asleep. She's Victorian-based, but she's actually German-born. Um, this record has been released through Milk Records and Remote Control. She joins me on the line now to talk about the album. Annika, thank you so much for joining us today on the Music Weekly. How are you going? I'm very well, a little hot, but otherwise, well, how are you? Not too bad. Um, yes, I understand that Melbourne is quite warm today. Um, have you experienced an Australian summer before? Because um, you're actually from Europe. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've been here four and a half years now. Um, I try to avoid the Australian winter more, to be honest, to uh, go to Germany over June and July and enjoy the German summer over there. So I've actually yeah, had a fair few hot um, Australian summers. <laughs> but yeah, slowly getting used to it. You just can't tan, which is annoying. <laughs> no, you, you just burn. <laughs> yeah, so- I've tried, but with no success. <laughs> so your debut album uh, is out now. How does it feel to have album number one um, under the Hachiku name um, under your belt now? Um, yeah, like I'm still getting used to it, I think. It's like um, exciting to um, not worry about it anymore and then slightly nervous about Oh, that means now I have to actually start writing the second album. <laughs> but I'll give it another maybe a week before I worry about it. Right now I'm like it's like that thing when you've had like a really big thing on your list and then you cross it off and then you're like, Huh, what should I do now? <laughs> and you just sleep a lot and um sit around doing nothing, which is quite nice. How long had you had this album in the works for? Um, because I understand there was an EP that, that was previous to this. Uh, I started doing the first demos four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the music part of the album was finished last August 2019. So kind of took three years to do the whole musical aspects, the recording, mixing, mastering. Um, and then the last year was very much... Um, dedicated to just planning the release and doing a lot more of the admin work for it. Mm, yeah, I can imagine that would be um, a big part of it as well. Um, regards to the album over the years, so around four years it was in the making, uh, did it change in a few different forms? Were there a few different aspects of the album that, that changed dramatically during that time? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, uh, everything that you hear on the record was recorded by me in it's, it's like very various environments like some in my uh, lounge room studio in Melbourne some at my parents house in Germany some while I was at the very start doing farm work in Queensland for my visa um, so definitely the rooms where I ended up recording um, different songs just changed in terms of what equipment I had available so the very first demos were recorded on like a $10 JB Hi-Fi USB microphone and a $50 Casio keyboard that my friend lent me at the time. Um, And if I'm in a room where I have a guitar amp and a guitar available, I end up writing a lot of guitar-based tracks. So I'm quite maybe like a chameleon in a way, um, sort of, that 
my environment shapes what I end up recording. Um, so yeah, the I think taking three years, usually people maybe they record an album over two or three weeks in a studio and it sounds like a very cohesive piece of music where some, yeah, mine's a bit more patchwork all over the place. It's amazing that there uh, you can manage to record in all of these environments um, with such little equipment. It goes to show that um, you don't need a lot to create music. Yeah, I feel like it's um, the digital age, isn't it? Like the mm. future, the like 21st century. You don't need to make, uh, you don't need to have a hundred thousand dollars to hire out a studio and record. Um, like the generation of bedroom producers is very like real in that yeah you need a laptop an interface maybe a pair of headphones and um microphone doesn't hurt yeah well look it's really leveled the playing field for for creativity i think um like thinking back 10 15 years ago this kind of stuff really wasn't possible to the degree that it is now um when i listen to the album i've got to say that i get this real sense um that it's an album that you can listen to quite easily whilst you're you're traveling or whilst you're driving um was that quite a do you think that kind of uh, seeped through just because you are someone who has uh, who is quite well traveled Mm, I'm glad you say that um it sounds like it could be a driving song i always worry or like album um I'm always worried that to me, everything, because I have so many ideas of what I want to put in songs and I'm like, did I just make this song really hectic and <laughs> you'd never want to put it on just for an enjoyable evening while cooking. But it's something that you just put on once in a while to be like, oh, um, I can appreciate this, but it's not a relaxing thing to listen to. Um, so I'm glad if it works for driving, that sort of, a good goal to have because um, it's a nice environment to be in when listening to music. Um, I'm not sure. I guess the traveling part for me personally, um, I should be honest, when I'm traveling, I'm so distracted by other things. Um, I very rarely listen to music. For me, the music listening is a very active thing when I'm in one place, um, able to focus and concentrate um, but I think, yeah, the main thing with traveling that probably um, came into place was what I talked about a little earlier, the whole um, being in different locations when recording and not having this one consistent setup and one consistent set of instruments to record with. Mm -hmm. Well, it's such a unique album and I'm actually really enjoying listening to it. So thank you for creating it. In terms of its, um, its birth, would you have created this album anyway had you not happened to find yourself in Australia, do you think? Because from what I'm reading about you, you potentially were going to London to do um, a biology course or a biology exchange, um, but somehow you found yourself in Melbourne. Yeah, I actually yeah, I finished a whole degree in biology um, for four years. That was my main thing that I was doing in life. Um, and I always kind of think if I hadn't done it, I kind of very early realized that biology wasn't really my passion. Um, but I was 
too determined not to quit it mm. that I finished it. But being so forced to do something you don't 100% enjoy gets you really passionate about what you really want to do. Um, so I don't think I would have probably ended up in music if it wasn't for doing biology or something else first because that sometimes really pushes you in the direction you really want to go in. Um, I'm not, yeah, Melbourne definitely has shaped me as a person and this album a lot. I feel like um, just since coming here, which was four, yeah, four and a half years ago, um, it just feels like I've found my sort of people and community of like-minded people that I want to surround myself with a lot, which I always struggled in Germany and when I lived in London for a while. Um, just really, um, yeah, I guess my I'm, my friendship circle in Germany was not very art-oriented. They're all, I think by now, they're all in more traditional um, money-making jobs. Um, so I think, yeah, if I was still in Germany, I probably would have become a, I'm not quite sure what, but <laughs> not music probably. And do you, do your friends and your family have they listened to the album? What's their reaction like um, back in Germany? Yeah, they are. I mean, for them, it's quite an unusual um, thing in that there's someone in your inner circle that still has that. Um, for them, music. Once in a while, certain people it's like a glorified hobby of like, mm. oh, so when are you gonna do a real job type thing? Um, but they would rarely say that to my face. Uh, most of them are like, oh, I really hope you will one day financially be able to succeed. And um, like the motivation um, they see behind me making music isn't so much me living out my passion and what I really want to do, but it's like, uh, so when will you make money with it? Um, yeah. But uh, my parents and grandmother, all of them are super supportive. My father himself, he's, I think if he had the chance when he was younger to do music, he would have loved to do it, but he ended up choosing the more conservative way of becoming an engineer and worked at Ford all his life, but always in the back of his mind being like, uh, I could have become a guitarist maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, and my friends as well, they're like, I read all your interviews the other day when I couldn't sleep. How interesting. <laughs> um, some of them end up buying the album. Some of them, um, yeah, they don't, I don't think they listen to music um, other than the radio here and there maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everyone's supportive. Now tell me about your time in Melbourne um, because you have uh, a close relationship with those at Milk Records, which is quite um, a renowned record label here in Australia. Tell us about that experience. Yeah, um, I started working at Milk as an intern, actually just volunteering um, right at the start when I came to Melbourne. Um, mainly packing online orders, stamping envelopes, doing that um, typical, like, what are the odd jobs that you need help with. Mm -hmm. And over time, um, I'm, I still work there as the now upgraded to online store manager, which is basically still the same stuff, just with a little more responsibility. Um, but over just 
making friends with the people that run it, like Jen and Courtney and everyone else, all the bands on the label, um, ended up at some point, they realized that I was also playing music. And it just so happened that um, they did a collaboration with another um, Australian label called Bedroom Suck Records and had a split singles club where they were putting out seven inches by some of the artists they liked but hadn't worked with um and over that they then ended up releasing our ep and then another album where yeah i think um it always came for me personally was like just friendship at first like my priority was that i just really enjoyed what milk records as a label stands for the whole community approach and um artists come first in the very what can be quite a brutal music business world you sometimes don't really get that mindset of you as the artist should have um, the say of what you want to do with your music so mm. I always just really like that um, and yeah I think it just really shaped um, I mean by choosing has shaped, shaped what I do and how I do it yeah, I was going to ask, what effect has that had, uh, I guess, on you as an artist? Have you seen a side of the music industry um, that perhaps you wouldn't have had before? Um, I mean, for that, I'd probably have to be able to have a comparison. I've sure. never really experienced the other side of the music industry that's a bit more maybe commercially driven and um, like success being defined by how many records you actually sell or mm. how many streams you have. Um, I can only speak from my own personal experience where I've definitely stayed away from that a little in um, that all my experiences that I have, whether that's touring or releasing an album or the people that we have on our teams, um, I feel like um, my sort of personal mantra is if I don't want to be friends with someone I don't really want to work with them which maybe could be hindering in other ways but um, in that way every day feels like fun um, like when I go to Merck to work or when I go on tour with like I went on tour with Courtney Barnett in January because she runs the label obviously like if it's just like you're going on tour with your friends and you mm. go to work with your friends and um, it's um, a very nice way to do business. What was that tour experience like for you? What did you learn from that? Um, it basically felt like a three week long school trip or something <laughs> when you're 16 and you get to go on your year 12 um, yeah, holiday where um, I mean, I was very lucky that uh, support band isn't always the most relaxing experience because you do have a lot of responsibility to actually get to all the shows and um, make sure you aren't in the way of the main band. And uh, with this tour, um, Courtney's team um, sort of just saw me as an extension of her show where they were like setting up my equipment, carrying my things everywhere. I was able to go on the tour bus with them. Courtney's tour manager um, was very just all over my schedule as well, where 
often when I tour by myself, I'm the my own tour manager and my own bus driver and my own um, merch person. And uh, with Courtney's tour, I had the luxury of actually um, not having to combine all these roles into one person. Um, so yeah, it was like, you just play your shows, you have some drinks afterwards, you have dinner before the shows and on your days off, you get to hang out with everyone, which yeah, definitely was the dream tour, which um, I will cherish in my memories. Now tell me about what is next for the album. I'll probably be asleep. Are you planning on on perhaps getting up to New South Wales when you can, or or doing um, any any uh, interstate tours? Yeah, I'm hoping that by March uh, is what I'm aiming for. Right now, we've got a couple of spots penciled in at a few venues around Victoria and um, Sydney as well. And I think is Wollongong still mm-hmm. New South Wales? I'm not yep. quite sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, hoping to make that happen next March. Amazing. I'm still waiting on a few confirmations and I guess Corona um, outcome. But yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right, Annika, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Uh, Hachiku's debut album, I'll Probably Be Asleep, is out now. Um, Annika, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. That was Annika Ostendorf, a.k.a. Hachiku, talking to us about her debut album, I'll Probably Be Asleep. Let's hear the title track from the album for you now on Energy Groove. This is The Music Weekly. Respect the ones that care for you, they're easy to do. 